Welcome to the podcast. I am Rick Thomas. You're listening to Your Daily Drive. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. If you want to read the podcast, you're welcome to do that. You can go to our website. Here's the title. This is what I'll be interacting with in this podcast, and this is what you can read on our website, The Wisdom of Revealing and Concealing the Truth. There is a conundrum in here. Sometimes we need to be a little more open about what we are sharing with others. There is wisdom in revealing the truth. And then other times we need to conceal the truth. Jesus was a master at both. He revealed the truth. He was very open, transparent, and honest with us. But there were times when he actually concealed the truth because he understood the wisdom and discretion. As he said, there are many things that I would like to tell you, but you're not able to bear them now. And so I titled the podcast, The Wisdom of Revealing and Concealing the Truth. And because we are falling people, we tend to err on both sides of the equation. We will err because we will not reveal the truth that needs to be shared with another person meaning that we will conceal the truth. Some people some people struggle with being honest and transparent in revealing the truth. Some people talk too much. Some people reveal too much. And then, of course, on the other end of the equation is concealing the truth. There is a temptation, especially when we are talking about ourselves. We are Adamic, you know. We haven't been entirely sanctified, and there is the temptation to wrap ourselves up in fig leaves because we're hiding the internal shame that we carry. And so I want to talk about this in the podcast. But first, I want to answer a question that Eric asked last week. He said, where can I get updates about Rick's speaking events? The place to get updates about anything that's going on in our ministry is through our once a week, every Tuesday updates that we send out to our to our base. 52 times a year, every Tuesday, we send one email and not more. And we'll send it to you as a free update. And if you want that update, then please go to any page on our website and look on the right-hand side, and you'll see a note that says, Receive Free Updates. If you put your name and your email address there and subscribe, that's all you have to do. Now, please know that you're giving us your email address, and we steward that. We value your trust in us. And so we don't give your email address out to anyone. Nobody gets your email address. It is ours. It's what you give to us, and we steward that. And so I want you to know that. And by the way, you can unsubscribe at any time. It's free to get in. It's free to get out. There's really no catch there. But if you want to know what is going on with our ministry, and many of you do, well, that's how you do it. As far as speaking events, what we have coming up, Eric, in Sarasota, this will be January the 17th. I'll be doing a conference on suffering with uh, Daniel Berger. Uh, you can get that update in our e-news uh, list, on uh, e-blast on Tuesday. We also have a conference coming up in Georgia, in northeast Georgia, in the spring of 2020. 
we're working on a conference that I'll be leading on biblical counseling and discipleship in the Apex Raleigh, North Carolina area. We also are working on a conference that I'll be doing in New Jersey, too. And so if you want to be apprised of all of those things and, and other stuff that is going on with our ministry, it's a swirling place. There is a lot going on. The best thing for you to do is to get our free updates, and you can do that by subscribing on our website. Let me get back to this podcast, The Wisdom of Revealing and Concealing the Truth. Telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth, that is a good goal. But did you know it's it's not always wise to reveal everything that you know within any relationship? There's a time to be quiet. There's a time to speak. And you you must know the dangers of withholding the truth and speaking the truth. And so I want to address some of these dangers. And I also want to offer you a few biblical solutions in this podcast. And so I'm going to give you four or five different ways of looking at this idea of revealing and concealing the truth. And I trust it will be helpful to you. And I want to begin uh, by giving you two typical illustrations that have happened to me in my my counseling life. Did you know that a counseling office is, is a place where people at times will conceal the truth? That's a nice way of saying it, but it, it's, it's a place where people at times will lie, and that's the truth. Take Biff and Mabel. They were driving to their counseling session, strategizing on on what they were going to say and not say to me after they arrived. Their drive was more like a bartering session. Biff was appealing to Mabel not to tell about the night of December the 14th. Mabel was threatening to spill the beans if he did not commit to at least five sessions with her. Biff wasn't about to talk about that night, but to make sure that it never came out, He committed to five sessions. And then there were Bert and Marge. They were barterers, too. This time, it was Marge who was doing the negotiating. Marge is super insecure, and she didn't want me to know that they had sex before marriage. Bert didn't want me to know either, but his thoughts were not as measured as Marge's. So he promised not to tell. What do we have here? Bert, Mabel, uh, oh, sorry, Biff, Mabel, Bert, and Marge. They predetermined what they would say and not say before they came to my office. And ironically, the reason they wanted to meet with me was that they had marriage problems. Now, I want you to listen to that, listen to this short paragraph again. And let me ask you, did you do you see anything wrong with their wisdom or their strategizing. Here's what I said. Biff, Mabel, Bert, Marge, predetermined what they would say and not say before they came to my office. And, second sentence, the reason they wanted to meet with me was that they had marriage problems. Let me put this in another illustration to bring more clarity, hopefully. Let's suppose you went to the emergency room but you predetermined to withhold certain pieces of information about what was wrong with you before entering the ER. Would that be weird? Would that be dumb? If you wanted to find a cure for what was ailing you, it would be unwise to withhold the vital facts. 
The two scenarios with Biff, Mabel, Bert, and Marge, they have happened regularly in my counseling office. I have to dig, pull, plead, appeal for truth-telling. It should not be that way, but it has been. People come to counseling afraid to tell the truth, which defeats the purpose of seeking help. Now, I know as a counselor, you have to create an environment of grace where people, they find it appealing to be vulnerable. They are willing to be vulnerable. There is, a, there is an aspect of this where the person who is receiving the truth has to be the right kind of person and has developed the right kind of relationship that is conducive to this kind of openness. But ultimately, if you won't help, you have to tell the truth. Now, what about you? Are you an honest person? Now, before you answer the question, perhaps, uh, in fact, I hope that most of you will say, well, yeah, Rick, I'm an honest person, but I want to tease this out just a little bit. I'm not talking about telling the truth as much as I am talking about being transparent with another person. So when I ask you, are you an honest person? Yeah, I imagine most of us would say yes, but being honest also includes being transparent. Let me ask it this way. Will you be transparent with someone? Being transparent is more than being honest. Honesty is about telling the truth or telling truthful facts. Yes, I'm an honest person. I tell the truth and I tell truthful facts, but transparency is about being open and honest with all of the facts, especially those facts that relate to the person who is telling them. And so when I ask you, are you an honest person, and you say yes, let's take it to another level. Are you a transparent person, meaning you're not selectively honest, as in you would never tell a lie, that, but you're honest, you'll tell the truth, but you're selectively honest because you're not open with all the facts, especially the facts, some facts about you. The honest person will say that they have marriage problems. The transparent person will say that he not only has marriage problems, he's being honest, but he will reveal how he is contributing to those problems. Have you ever had a person tell you about the problems they were going through, but as you were listening to them, you were, you were thinking they were not telling the whole truth. They may have been honest, but they were not transparent about themselves. That's why there is a distinction between being honest and being transparent. You can be honest, but not transparent. For example, Biff is honest at telling the truth about his marriage problems, but he is horrible about opening up and being transparent about how he is repeatedly sabotaging his marriage. He says, I'm telling the truth as though he is pleading a case. The truth is that he is telling the truth. The truth is also that he is not honest with all the facts because he's not transparent about himself. If he were transparent, he would acknowledge that many of his problems do not have anything to do with Mabel. 
Biff is not as interested in reconciling his marriage as he is in winning an argument, a case, or even worse, doling out verbal punishment on his wife by highlighting her sins. Again, he's being honest, but he's being honest about her sins, not his. Now, Mabel, she's guilty of what she did. Biff is honest. He's telling the truth. She is guilty of what she did, but Biff is also guilty. His unwillingness to tip the scales toward his culpability while focusing mostly on Mabel's sins hinders the reconciliation process. Biff does this because he is harboring bitterness in his heart because he is hurt. He is also angry and unforgiving, and that is the transparent truth that he masks behind his truth-telling. Do you see the difference now between being honest but yet not being transparent? He's only honest selectively, specifically, as he's talking about what Mabel is doing wrong. But he's not talking about his bitterness. He's not talking about his hurt, not talking about his anger or his unforgiveness. Now imagine if those four things was in any person, bitterness, hurt, anger, and unforgiveness. They were not being honest about those things. You didn't know those things. Well, guess what? You will not be able to help them, no matter how honest they are because they're not being honest with all the facts. Now, if Biff decides to repent of his sin, rather than punishing Mabel for her wrongdoing, the whole truth will be out, and they will be able to reconcile. The title of this podcast is The Wisdom of Revealing and Concealing the Truth. I've given you a couple of illustrations with our friends Biff and Mabel and Bert and Marge, and they have tied themselves up in a knot because there is honesty going on here. But there is a lack of transparency, and because of that, they will not be able to get the help that they need. It's easy to get caught up in the drama of life, which sometimes drowns out the real issues that are happening. And that's what's going on with these two couples. They're so caught up in what's going on in the marriage that they're not able to hear what is really going on in their hearts. Now, sometimes I call this a diversionary tactic. You see, Biff was using a diversionary tactic, keeping the tension stirred up, putting the weight of the problems on the other person. It becomes a distraction that disallows for personal confrontation. Imagine if you just remove the noise from the room, stopped the accusations, stopped Biff from from outing his wife, and let quietness begin to take over. Quietness can be deafening to the guilty conscience because truth operates on the quiet soul. In those quiet moments of life when there is no anger, no confrontation, no, no confusion, the quietness of the soul highlights the hidden truth in our lives. That's one of the reasons that you don't want to follow this path that Biff is laying out for you. 
You want to slow him down. You want him to be quiet for a moment. You want him to to focus on what is going on inside of him rather than focusing what is happening to Mabel. Quietness brings light to the internal unrest that gnaws at us. It is tempting to divert the conversation, to sidetrack what needs to happen inside of you. Some people will do this to keep from taking their souls to task or to keep others from engaging them from the real problems. Again, it's a diversionary tactic. When you confront this kind of person, they may be quick at telling the truth about what they did, but neglect about being transparent entirely. Think about your own self right now. Do you use diversionary tactics, even spiritualize, even hiding behind spiritualizing or hiding behind Christianity by being so honest about certain things? Marge was like this. She disliked Bert. And yes, no question, Bert was annoying and a general pain to be around. But Marge was a pain too. And if you got on the train with Marge and, and ran down that track with her, yeah, Bert, he's kind of a pain in the rear end and he's kind of annoying and I can kind of see that. You're both talking about truthful things, but you're not serving Marge because she's a pain too. She's not being transparent. Like Biff earlier, she's not being transparent about the whole truth. In the depths of her soul, she knew that something was wrong. But Marge would mute her inward knowing by blaming Bert for what was wrong in their marriage. And just like Biff in the other illustration, Marge was not a transparent person. At other times, she would fill her day with anything to ignore the unresolved guilt and shame issues in her life. All I wanted her to do was to be honest and transparent about what was happening. But that is easier said than done, because when you have a person like this, you're asking her to acknowledge what was apparent to both of us. Well, that's hard to do with some people, especially if they're hyper-insecure like Marge is. She was masking her inward struggle by manipulating the conversation. Sometimes truth-telling gets in the way of what needs to happen. And Marge telling the truth about annoying Bert in her life, her husband, it was getting in the way of actually helping her. The real truth about her marriage was not about what Bert was doing primarily. The first issue at hand that she needed to deal with was in her heart. It was about her. I pleaded with her, Marge, will you confront yourself? And maybe for the first time in a very long time, be honest with yourself, not just honest with some of the facts about what Bert is doing, but honest about you. I told her that if she was unwilling to be transparent with herself, there were a few things that would aid her in practicing honesty and transparency. And so if you have a person who struggles this way and you can't get near them with a 10-foot pole, that they, they're not revealing what is really going on with them. Here's one approach that may serve them, and this is what I asked Marge to do. Number one, sit and talk to God. Two, tell him that you are struggling. Three, let him know that, that you do not know what to do about it. And four, 
ask him if he will help you. God gives grace to the humble, and so if Marge would sit and talk, tell him that she's struggling, let him know that she doesn't know what to do about it, and ask for his help. If you have a hard time being vulnerable, if you have a hard time being honest and transparent with others, the best place to start is with the Lord. And so sometimes we use diversionary tactics to keep from revealing what we need to reveal to others. And now I want to talk about the risk of being honest. Let's say that you're both honest and you're both transparent. Let's say that you don't use these diversionary tactics to throw folks off the scent of what is happening inside of you. Great. Do you know it's not always wise to reveal your whole mind to others? Now we're going to the other side of the equation. You remember the title of the podcast, The Wisdom of Revealing and Concealing the Truth. I've talked about revealing the truth of being honest and being transparent about you. But now I'm saying, do you know it's it's not always wise to reveal everything that there is about you. Sometimes discretion is wisdom in action when it comes to what you are thinking. Recently, I was asked if it was wise for a person to tell his spouse everything he was thinking. My answer to that question was no and yes. I could not answer the question in the black and white way in which he was asking the question. I shared with him about the beginning of my relationship with Lucia, my wife, the day we met, and how there were many things I did not tell her. I was concealing the truth when I first met her. For example, I didn't tell her that I thought she was hot, not in the first hour after I met her. I do communicate that to her regularly now. In fact, at middle age, she is hotter than she was ever, she's ever been in her life. She was hotter than she was when we first met. Sometimes you conceal the truth because there's wisdom in keeping your mouth shut. The marriage relationship should always be moving toward oneness, and how you communicate is a significant part of your one flesh life together. You see, no relationship is static. You're either moving toward unity or you're moving away from it. You're moving toward a more in-depth community or you're not. The word community implies and expects communication that is growing progressively deeper, more transparent with each other. And so when my friend asked me, is it wise for a person to tell his spouse everything that he is thinking, my answer was no. And yes, what you really want to deal with is the motive of your heart. Are you purposely, willfully, volitionally trying to withhold truth because you don't want to grow in depth in a one flesh communicative relationship? If that's your motive, then you have a problem. But if it's your desire to always be progressing in your communication, especially with your spouse, that is the motive of your heart. You're always ready to reveal 
but you regularly conceal depending on the situation and what we're talking about. But you're always leaning in. That is the motive of your heart. The goal for your relationship is to move toward more aggressive honesty and transparency. Now, if you are married, that person should be your spouse, though I know that what I just said is not true for many one-flesh couples. The secret in growing in that kind of relationship with any individual, it is proportional to your understanding and application of the gospel into your life. Milton Vincent, in his book, A Gospel Primer, he talked about this kind of gospel application when he said, quote, the cross always exposes me before the eyes of other people, informing them of the depth of my depravity. If I wanted others to think highly of me, I would conceal the fact that a shameful slaughter of the perfect Son of God was required that I might be saved. That is Milton Vincent from a gospel primer. And so the key, or as I said, the secret in growing in this kind of relationship is proportional to your understanding and application of the gospel in your life. And if you understand the gospel this way, how you are already exposed before God and all humanity, as the, as the gospel communicates, it informs everyone about the depth of your depravity. Therefore, there's no need for you to conceal appropriately with other people. The closer you grow to God by understanding what he did for you on Adam's tree, the more likely the desire will be for you to get closer to others and for them to know you honestly and transparently. It is when you run from God like Adam did that you will know less and less about God. This distance from the Lord will create a proportional gap from others, which will motivate you to stay let to say less and less to them. Sinfulness divides. It causes unity and it keeps people hiding in the bushes wrapped in fig leaves. To pursue sanctification is to seek God in the, com- in the context of a community, which means at least one other person. The more you walk in his light, the more open and honest you will be with each other. This podcast is the wisdom of revealing and concealing the, the truth if you want to read this, please go to our website. You can. I have some call-to-action uh, questions that I will share with you in just a moment. But I did have uh, someone ask me a question they sent in, and they said, Dear Rick, I have clients who are not responding to my counseling. They're not receiving the truth that I'm sharing with them. We have met a few times, and there are so many things going on in their lives that need to change but I don't feel at liberty to share all that I am thinking. How would you respond to them? Thanks. And so what we have here is someone in a discipleship context who 
wants to say more, but he feels inhibited from saying more because they are not responding to the truth that he is giving them. I have a response for him. In fact, it is several paragraphs that that is inside of this article. I'm not going to share that here because we're at the end of this podcast, but if you want to read these six or seven paragraphs, I would encourage you to read it because there is an aspect of wanting to communicate the truth, and you want to be transparent with another person, but they're not making it easy for you. And so I would encourage you to read my response to my friend's question here about he doesn't feel the liberty to share what he is thinking. Here's your call to action for this podcast. A few questions I want to ask, and I trust that you'll give this a lot of reflective thought. And for bonus points, you can share this with a friend. If you're struggling with honesty and transparency, what better thing to do than to take this article and work through it and answer these questions together. Question number one, are you more honest than transparent? And this is where I, you know, people can, can really uh, hang up right here. Say, no, I'm, I'm an honest person. What do you mean I'm an honest person? I, I tell the truth. I would never lie. That can almost be a diversionary tactic. Well, please understand what I'm asking. I, I didn't insinuate that you would lie. But are you being transparent? I mean, are you being honest with all the facts? Number two, are you both honest and transparent with at least one other person? And it's important that you understand this. Some people become frustrated because all of their friends don't live in this kind of koinonia. Well, if that's what you expect, then you're going to live a life of disappointment because, as I say, you'll be a rich person if you die with three people like this in your life where you're not just honest, but you're transparent with all the facts. And so don't get hung up because the majority of the people that you know aren't like this. That's just the way it is. But my question is, are you both honest and transparent with at least one other person? Number three, what can happen if you're honest but not transparent with the whole truth? I hope that's not your situation, but it could be. I want you to spend some time thinking about the liabilities of not being transparent and all the reasons that you're not. There are three other questions here that you can also read. The podcast, The Wisdom of Revealing and Concealing the Truth. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.